Dungeons and Doobies. Hey, Dungeons and Doobies contains spoilers for the following content. Anything we talk about, whether that pertains to D&D or not, so get ready. Hey there, Internet, and welcome to Dungeons and Doobies. I'm Ian. And I'm Hunter. And we're just a couple of guys kicking down doors and smoking pot in Remo Sriracha. How's your day going so far, man? Dude, it's great. I went to Virginia City, which, for those who don't know, that's the old wild, wild west. It's still out here. Uh, and uh, But there will be a little bit more about what I did at the smoke break. Ian, how's your day going? Oh, you know, it's uh, it's it's a day. I woke up and came here, and we're doing it now. So uh. yep. <laughs> what'd you what'd you have for lunch, by the way? Um, oh, I just had a breakfast burrito. Uh, my fiance made up a whole bunch of uh, like frozen. Oh, like pre-made? Yeah, pre-made. Just put hey, it in the freezer. Hey, there you go. So, yeah, just heated that up real quick. Had some breakfast. I should start getting Sean to just start making me burritos, and that way I can uh, just have something <laughs> instead of having to go and buy and spend a bunch of my paycheck. On anyway, <laughs> let's get to the podcast. Yeah. Um so this week uh with our game we did meet up. But uh at the beginning of our game I decided through having conversations with uh Hunter and some a couple of other of our members that we needed to have a state of the game kind of conversation and find out where everybody is and if we want to keep doing this. Uh during one of our more recent sessions uh we all left the table and it when we left it felt like we didn't have a lot of fun that day. No one did. No, like, no one um, did. And sure, maybe we could have found moments that we had a good time. Yeah. But the entire state of it did feel it It wasn't unfair. It wasn't mean. It, it just, just wasn't, wasn't fun. fun. Yeah. And we're that's the whole reason we're here. And I've said this multiple times to all of my players. Like, we're here to have fun. And as soon as you're not having fun, I don't want to do this. Like yep. whatever it is, like I want to, I want to change it. Whatever we're doing, so that we are having fun. Um, that was a huge part of my campaign. Yeah. Um. Uh. Week after week. Um. Roth and uh, Joey not being able to make it. Sure, a lot of that was due to work, but a lot of that was also due to not wanting to put in that extra effort to make sure to get to town. Both of them lived out of town at the at from Remo in um Spurks. Um. But yeah. Um. You know, if if no one's having fun, what's the point in coming to the table? Yeah, like if if and so we sat down and I had had a conversation with everybody because, admittedly, getting into the mindset to run Strahd is pretty difficult for me. Uh, I deal with a lot of anxiety and depression, uh, mm-hmm. more depression lately than I've known what to deal with, uh, and putting myself willingly into a dark place every week to get this atmosphere right to get the tone of this right and well and you had to do it you me as a player also dealing in the same pool that you're dealing with in the mental health right Mm -hmm. being a player i am reacting right you need to actively be, be portraying and giving this negative emotion out i couldn't i hunter could never do that yeah ever 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 that is way too much for me and my anxiety that would be way too much on my mind to give that to other players yeah so i can only imagine that you would be in a very similar vein yeah no it's definitely been um difficult especially like getting in and playing strahd more often um Mm -hmm. he's he's an evil dude like and it, it hasn't been easy for me and so in in that fact uh I've also mentally have been moving on to our next campaign, uh, which isn't fair to what we're currently doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, it's, uh, like as much as I love Strahd, I'm ready to be done with it. And that's not, and me not being totally 100% committed isn't good. So I sat everybody down, told them where my mental state was with this game. And I wanted feedback from everybody else about what they felt. And if, this was something that we could improve on and continue playing this campaign, or if we wanted to scrap it all together and just have some fun playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, There was a third option that if we wanted to continue Curse of Strahd, um, we could either continue it the way that we have, uh, straight from where we left off, or I found this, it's like a supplemental module for Curse of Strahd called the uh, Ravenloft Wedding, Wedding at Ravenloft, something like Mm -hmm. that. And it gives a bit more narrative structure to being in Ravenloft, which I like. And we also, you know, with Irina having been captured, 
uh, and the wedding going to happen. It gives me a nice, convenient way to have that wedding and have it so that I don't have to make this whole thing up myself. Or just, like, have it be, like, it's Strahd and just the people in the the castle for the wedding. Like, this makes it, like, no, he invited the entirety of Barovia to come check this shit out. Because in, again, we already gave it to you, but again, spoilers, when our group um, ended up in Ravenloft, it was just us. And we were there alone at the the dinner table set for easily, what, 15, 20? You know, oh, it was yeah, it was a huge a feast, table. huge feast. Um, and so the point being is that we we were invited for dinner, not to dinner, um, which I, that's probably my biggest gripe about the English language is words like that. Yeah, because I didn't pick up on it until the very end. And then it was slapping me in the face with a trout. So um, but yeah, uh, I think definitely offering offering those options up. Uh, was the right thing to do because what we ended up taking was having fun and then we'll do the supplement later. Yeah, and how how we're going to work the supplement in is I am just going to retcon the past couple of sessions. Um, Essentially, like how it's going to work is that uh, when they fought the hags in Old Bone Grinder, they ended up under the influence of some of the hallucinogenic chemicals that were in there because of the fumes mm-hmm. of things that exploded. And they had like a vivid group trip essentially that they go into Ravenloft and they had all these experiences. So I'm not going to take the meta knowledge away that everyone. Wait, did we them. still defeat the hags then? Yeah. The hags are, defeated. do I still have my pastry? Yeah. Yes. Um, so all of that has still happened, um, like mentally for them. Uh, it, cause that, I don't want to punish them for me wanting to change things. And, this just goes into like how important communication is in like in in life in general, but especially in games where we're having a collaborative effort to tell a story together, aka and, a relationship. Yeah, uh, and whether it's romantic or friends or work, whichever relationships are important, and relationships are important to maintain. Yeah, and the best way to maintain them is communication. Is key. Like we just. If I didn't have the group that I do, this probably would have ended very poorly. We probably, like, mm-hmm. the group would have ended. We wouldn't be playing together still. Absolutely. But the fact that I can come to you guys and be like, listen, it feels like on my side of the table that you guys aren't having fun anymore. How can we yep. either fix that or change it? Uh, and I'm, I'm liking that we're fixing it instead of just completely, like, not going with it. But the, we ended up taking this... Uh, the idea of we're going to have a couple weeks of just some random D&D funness, f- especially for uh, our players who are leaving who've only ever played in Ravenloft. This game. And, like, they've they've never experienced the just, like, fun ridiculousness that is Dungeons & Dragons. They've only been in this world where everything's out to kill you and the deck is ha- heavily stacked against you. I like, was pretty surprised, actually, the words that MB said um, in the sense of, wow, this is amazing. I've had so much fun. I obviously not doubting you supplying fun yeah. but to see MB say that um me hunter knowing what else is out there yeah um and so I thought that that was like if even that person is having still having so much fun in this dark dreary world we yeah. are suppl- you are supplying the fun but as a group as a whole, it's just not working out. Well, and it, it's also, this was a, a very hard tonal shift from our last campaign where there was a lot more of the mm-hmm. hijinks and shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think I conveyed that well as a DM prior to us starting this campaign. I remember everyone laughing at the table when I introduced Sly Doge. Yeah. And because I said to you, Ian, like Ian, what are Ian Tonter? What do you want to be? I want to be a dog. Well, there's not a dog character. N- no. I want to be a dog. Yeah. And we figured it out. And we figured it out. And like that kind of just set the tone I felt for the first campaign and a half, right? You yeah. Know, I would consider the Fandelver the half, or you could con- consider the, Thor- the Storm Kings I, the I half. I would see, consider Storm Kings the yeah. half because we did not get anywhere close to finish. Um, but, um, <laughs> but we, you know, we still, oh, so much fun, so much, who cares? Let's just play. Yeah. Some just randomness, just like, like subconsciously in Curse of Strahd, you are trapped. 
even like and that's even if the you worst recognize it or not like there is only one thing to do here and that is to deal with like there are multiple things that you need to do in order to deal with Strahd, but that is your ultimate goal and it is the only goal you can't just decide you know what yep. i want to go deal with my backstory stuff instead of this like i nope. can't there's no out there's no other the way the minute but you Strahd. recognize that you are trapped in my opinion hunter's opinion and Corey's, the game becomes not fun yeah and i didn't like i knew I knew, I did, knew that this was going to be a thing, did know, that this thing was going to be a uh, a contained adventure. Yeah. I just didn't realize that what that was actually going to do to my mental state, both in a player character and as a person playing a character. Yeah, exactly. Um, and th- that's something, it was also, un- like, that. that's me failing as a DM when describing this when I was pitching it to you. Guys. Well, I also feel like it's a growing experience as to us as a whole. How would you know how much this would actually impact us? Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, I was just reading the We're module. We're strong it individuals. Seemed, seemed everyone like a, in this a fun group. time. Uh, that's, you know, when you're reading a module and it's not dealing with, you know, actual people at the table, everything's mm-hmm. sterile. Like, exactly. you, just, you just have an idea of how it'll work on paper. Uh, and once you put it into practice, uh, and I mean, it's, it's also the way that I ran it. I could have tried a lot harder to introduce more humor. And they even advise you to introduce more humor. Um, it's just that I cut out a lot of things based on this um, accelerated time scale that we put the, the campaign on. And it removed a lot of the places where I thought the humor could go. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean there was also just like things you guys just didn't investigate like uh the the there was going to be this whole place where there was going to be a lot of humorous stuff happening because of just what kind of creatures were there. I don't want to spoil anything uh because you guys never went there. Um right. and we're still playing the game. Well, I feel like CC told me a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, possibly. Um but uh, but that's something CC is one of the people that totally falls into the world of Curse of Strahd. Yeah, no, and, they love this world, and I'm like, so does Se. Yeah, and I'm just, I should have been more open with myself about the possibility of it being too dark. I thought it was going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I did too. Yeah, I thought I'm a we're, we're dark motherfuckers, dude. We thought it was going to be fine. We're dark comedy motherfuckers no see we're not, so we're not we're not dark motherfuckers we're just dark so this is what i said we like, we like dark shit but we are like. chaotic evil but cc and se those guys are chaotic evil <laughs> and that's not a negative <laughs> no for it was uh, that's just that's where we fall on the table yeah and especially just uh yeah i i just know now uh especially like I should have done a bit more of research, not just of reading the module beforehand, but going and reading forums. Because as, as soon as I went and started doing that lately, it's been like, uh, you know, every DM who talks about it is like, yeah, no, the deck is stacked heavily against your players. And yeah. like reading it, I was just like, you yeah, know, XYZ, so many things, blah, blah, blah. And like some things are like, oh, damn, that is going to be really tough. But most of the time I was like, didn't even think about it. So like, it just goes to show, like, you do need to do a bit of research, especially yep. if if it's going to be a crazy tonal shift in a campaign. Because even, like, a campaign that's super gnarly, like Tomb of Annihilation, mm-hmm. is also open for crazy, weird antics because you're in the middle of a jungle where there's fucking dinosaurs and shit. Right. Like, and then, like, when you get into the Tomb of Annihilation, it's wacky fucking traps. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, just, like, it's it's funny kind of, like, holy shit, why the hell did that happen? Whereas yeah. in Strahd, it's just either, like, annoying or you're dead. Yep. Um, and it's, it's funny because we have definitely had these experiences uh, shown to us where it's, like, these are tough situations. You guys better be on your A game, right? Mm-hmm. This is not a detriment to you, but you did forget that the hag battle, uh, Bobby Osaga, spoilers, Bobby Osaga, am I saying that right? Bobby Osaga. Bobby Osaga. Something like that. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong too. Um, But she was in the swamp that had difficult terrain. Yeah. And you also had forgotten the scarecrows. That was like, I think we mentioned that in episode two. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, 
you know, that plus well, the difficult terrain plus the fucking mighty hag with the spider hut. Well, and then also... We probably would have died there, dude. Yeah, well, we and then would've. also uh, we were still using uh, V's sneak attack wrong with uh, being able to use the... The range swash, weapon. Well, the swashbuckler and range yeah. weapon, which that does not work, and... It's just not reading a single line of text that no. led to hit, like that battle going a completely different way than it should have. And I'm not like going to go back and look at it and be like, oh, well, that was totally fucked up. We're going to redo that battle, and I'm going to murder you all now. And even though V's PC hasn't played since then, um, we have still somehow found ways to use V's sneak attack because someone of the party still happens to just be right next to the enemy that they're fighting. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's, and it's working out. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Cause it's like, it shouldn't work, but it just so happens to work. Yeah. You know, um, at that point, you know, V is a full rogue. It's not swashbuckler is an additive at that point. Mm-hmm. You, you just have pretty much any turn. You can just get sneak attack. Yeah. I mean like, and that's the, that's the beauty of being a rogue. Mm-hmm. And like it, I'm pretty sure sneak attack can even happen on opportunity attacks and other things. You can like use. That. I'm pretty sure because I was just about to bring that up myself, but I held my tongue. But you brought it up. I think sneak attack can only happen once per turn, per per the rogue's turn, which in turn of initiative it could only happen once, right? In totality, there are arguments on this um, because there are certain like the order cleric. You can have people, like, attack. At, you can, like, as a bonus action, you can use a player's reaction to attack someone that's within five feet of them if they're 30 feet within you, something like that. So, and that is when I have seen people using sneak attack twice. Once per turn. Uh, so this is, I'm reading this directly from a stack exchange uh, forum. Okay. The question uh, is, do, do rogues get sneak attack damage added to attacks made outside of their turn? PHB says once per turn, so it would seem that a rogue with Sentinel, for example, could consistently deal sneak attack twice per round, whether the t- enemy triggers an opportunity attack or the melee weapon uh, provided by the feet. So, can rogues deal sneak attack damage with any weapon outside of their turn, or weapon attack outside of their turn? Obviously, one that meets the standard requirements, finesse, advantage, or adjacent ally. Yes, the verbiage one per turn definitely allows for the use of sneak attack out of turn if the, because it's for the rogue turn. if some uh, they somehow get a reaction attack granted by an ally or an opportunity attack. Note that this is basically limits them to two per round since you can only get one reaction. Round, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, that's the difference. Yeah, turn that's versus the difference. Round. That's the difference. Turn versus round, and that's essentially everybody that is on here is de- is agreeing with rogues get sneak attack on opportunity. Well, there attacks. you fucking go. So there you fucking go. Um, yeah. So if someone by themselves, not harried by any other opponent, team member or otherwise, is leaving the swashbuckler rogues vicinity, sneak attack. Yep. Well, and just even if they get granted a sneak attack through other or an an, an extra attack through other means or advantage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like like you said, any other means. Uh. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Well, because like even if um. If Ch- Chunk's Battlemaster were to say uh, switch to having Commander Strike, that right. could trigger exactly. a sneak attack. Exactly. Yep. And that's that's what like really comes in, to, into play with the uh, team com- uh, economy. Yeah, uh, with the team knowing, action economy. Yeah, knowing, oh, I can do this to supplement this character. Exactly. So what we ended up doing this week, instead of uh, continuing with our Curse of Strahd campaign, was... Which, uh, by the way, that conversation, yeah, it went over swimmingly. Yeah, I, I don't know if we ever said that yeah, so no, much, we, but... We, it was a great conversation. It was a great conversation, and I, I just want to say, if you ever, whether you're Adventures League... I mean, it, probably if you're Adventures League, it's not going to matter to you too much because you probably don't know each other. Yeah. But if you are a friend group playing D&D for the first time, the 10th time, the 100th time, communicate, guys. This is a wonderful hobby. You can continue having it going. If you feel a little apprehensive about bringing it up, just bring it up. Yeah, come on, guys, stay it's, friends, keep the hobby it's going. It's better to have a conversation about than it to not, and then and let it then to let it stew and turn into this thing where you start not liking your friends because of a game. Because I w- I will say this: I was scared about losing my friend, my friend's family, you know, and uh, and that is. If anyone who knows me, 
that's my main family. I was worried. And uh, it's it's just so important to communicate. Don't be afraid, guys. Uh, so, yeah, what we, we did this week. We ended up deciding uh, to just have some fun. So w- the decision was for this past week, we were going to do uh, a thing we hadn't tried before, which was a kaiju battle and then a battle royale following. Mm-hmm. We, we've done battle royales. We'll get into more of the details of the kaiju battle in a second. Uh, and then next, this upcoming week, I'm going to actually be able to take uh, a break from DMing for the first time. Second. Like, in a long time. First time yeah. in almost a First time in a long a time. Second time ever. Yeah. Um, that you've been a DM second time ever. And uh, Hunter is going to be running a little uh, one-shot me. for us this week. And I, I built up a Dorvan Gunslinger based on the uh, Matt Mercer D&D Beyond build. Um, and the mini that you spent X amount of dollars in time yeah, on painting. Yeah, the, <laughs> I, I, I bought a custom mini a while ago for Dorvan Gunslinger. And I, I just, uh, you know, I really want to use it. Uh, so th- that's going to be our plan for this upcoming week. I'm excited, uh, just to, for once, be, just be sitting and rolling. Um, and then that's, that's the thing that we need to keep in, in mind is DM fatigue. Uh, Absolutely. It's, it's super easy to just take on too much at once and keep doing it for too long and then burn yourself out. And that was part of what was happening to me at the table. Mm-hmm. I was just tired of running Curse of Strahd. I was just I was just tired, really. Well, and, and I even remember before Curse of Strati, and I would ask you, like, hey, man, if you, like, because we were changing our schedule just a tiny bit, or yeah. there was the idea of changing it, and uh, I was like, well, if we want to do two weeks of Strahd, and then we'll do a week of me doing, DMing, mm-hmm. and you get a play, and you were like, nah, I'm I'm chill, I'm fine. Yeah. And slowly but surely, it, though, it took Strahd the, you know, took a toll on you. Yeah, it took an extra, um, you know, six months, but it, it finally hit me. And so dms out there you're not the only one that needs or can dm yeah well and even if like no one else is comfortable dming play a different game that week yeah. go buy munchkin it's a great exactly. fun, like D go to analog. your local game like, bar like if you're listening yeah. to this place and you're one of the homies you either live somewhere named remo or labs bagas we, uh, we We've said the names before, Hunter. Yeah. We live in Reno, Nevada, right? <laughs> like we don't the, the Remo Sriracha thing's yeah. just fun. Like for the for the start. okay, for, yeah, gotcha, for the gotcha. tagline. Like we live but in anyways, Reno. Um, <laughs> you can go to like the yeah, Glass no, Die. The Glass Die is amazing. Um, there's a couple gaming bars in Vegas that I don't remember yeah. the name of, but then there's also just so many freaking people in Vegas well, that I mean, you can shit, man. Play sorry, you know, like sure, like just. Play something else on your game night if you just need a break. You don't have to play Dungeons and Dragons or like a tabletop RPG. Play Monopoly. Hate your friends yeah. for a night. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not because this is a character that you've been putting eight months of your life into. Just because, but because that they unit by fucking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking motherfucker. I just bought Park Place. What do you mean you're buying Broadway? Go, go fuck yourself. Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, take. Take it in the sense of you, your D and D group is not just your D and D group, but your gaming group. Yeah, you know there. And I mean, hell, the, you know there were. Uh, we've even done things where weeks where people enough people can't make it, where it's like, screw it, we're just gonna go get lunch together. Yeah, like totally. let's let's not even play the game. Let's not even sit down and do, let's just be together and have a good time because we're we're a group of friends. Like first and foremost, yeah. we're a group of friends and a family. We are then a gaming group, mm-hmm. and I want to keep that foundation, the friend-family group, solid. And if that Absolutely. means taking time off from the game or going and grabbing lunch instead of playing one week, let's do that. Like, I, I want to keep us as a, a solidified group and that we want to keep doing this together. Mm-hmm. And that means taking care of each other and yeah. t- making sure everybody's on the same page. But uh, so what we ended up doing this week was this kaiju battle. It's a concept I had had for uh, a little while now. It's nothing like too insane of a concept. It's literally like uh, I asked for a number between like one and 20. Megan goes 12.5. So I rounded up to 13. And um, for a, some fleeting of a second, a millisecond, I was like, why does 13 sound so weird? I feel like there's a monster that's 13 yeah. that I should be knowing. Yeah, whatever. But uh, so, and essentially, I'm asking for a CR level. And what we did is we gave everybody a CR 13 monster. And I just kind of went through the list and tried to match things up. And granted, uh, I ended up giving my fiance Megan, uh, like, 
the most nerfed out of all of them on accident and realized it just I before offered. we started. I and was like, hey, do you want to play something else? And she's like, nah, we've got it. Like, it's already down. But I felt like I would have won with that Rakshasa. Maybe, but... Uh, because I'm that asshole. Yeah, uh... I, you ended up playing a storm, storm giant, giant uh, which I thought was a stone giant. And at first I was like, hey, and I'm like, CR6. And I was like, no, no, no. Storm. <laughs> no, storm. Oh, cool. Is yeah. there any water here? No, there's no water here. Fuck. <laughs> That's <laughs> half my shit. It's, uh, then I like drew in a little like like yeah. river waterfall thing. Uh, and it, it, you know, and it changed. No, it worked. Up. It worked. Um, and then uh, Chunk was an a, adult brass dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, MB was, was a Nalfish uh, name, which is a. Nalfish name? Yeah, Nalfish name. Nalfish name. Uh, it's a like giant pig demon with little yeah, tiny little wings, bat wings on the back. It's, it's, it's adorable. No, it was awesome. Not really. Uh, it was awesome. It was totally awesome. Uh, and then I played a Beholder. And that's when CR13 finally struck that bell in my head. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, I kept that one of my, because I've, I, that's the one monster I've always wanted to play as and haven't had a chance the to. The closest yet. you've ever gotten was the spectator. Was the spectator and you guys managed to talk our, your way what, out of it. Third, fourth session? No, that was, that was decently into it. Like, was it? Yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah, you guys were like, you guys were getting close to the end of that uh, fandom. It was, yeah, because I know it was towards close to Fandelver. I just don't remember how yeah, long it, was, it took us it to was get close through to Fandelver. The end of Fandelver, because we, we it took us a good couple months to get through Fandelver. Yeah, uh, being the first thing we ran and played. And I mean, I feel like it's like similar to when you're binge watching a Netflix show and and you know that there's three seasons, <laughs> and you're like, oh, didn't this guy die in like the first season, like the the fourth episode? And it's like, dude, that guy didn't die till the end of the second season. It's just, yeah. like, oh shit, my bad, dude. Yeah. Sorry for the spoilers. But um so the kaiju battle was great. Uh yeah. no, it was a lot of fun. I killed Chunk. Uh, yeah, the, took him down to the zero, giant and the giant I, took down so, the dragon. Admittedly, I did change the way that uh death saves would work for this game because Which was a I, lot of fun. I wanted to still include the death saves, but what we did instead is that if you made your three death saves, you did you came back at one hit point instead of stabilizing because no one's gonna heal you in this kind of scenario. It's a four V four. So yeah, and uh if you know everyone's stupid enough to not just outright finish you, then sure, you have a chance to get back up and like finish this. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, chunks got uh, dragon got taken down, and uh, so we're you know we're going through the rounds, and one by one, everybody like the rock shasa then goes down, and like everything starts going, and then uh, I think it's me in the Nalfishne left. Um, so I think I was left for like one round. Someone else was left for one round. There was three of you at yeah. w- at the very last point. That person died. Well, because then, then I th- well, and then it was the Nalfishne. Um. Because it, it ended up being the Nalfishne and the Brass Dragon at the very end. Because uh, the Nalfishne ripped out I, the eye I and died. dropped the Beholder down into the pit. And then it's just the, yeah. bra- the Brass Dragon gets back up, has one hit point left, and he uh, Chunk rolls, regains his fire breath, yep. but decides like a fucking badass <laughs> to just fly in and go in for the melee attacks anyway. Because it's like, fuck it, I got one hit point left. Yeah. If I don't kill them here... I'm not going to kill him anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to go in and do it and just manages to get enough damage on the Nalfishne and finish mm. it off. So it's a one-hit-point brass dragon over the field of battle. Yeah. Just, it, it was a great time. Uh, but we ended up finishing that up with enough time to start a uh, character battle royale. Which did not end the same way. No, that was uh, very down to the very last second. Uh, so the it works. same two character, same two people playing. No, I was I wasn't in the final round. Oh no, because the beholder. Right, it was yeah, it was I, MB. But it was and it ended up being uh, Chunk's uh, character, uh, the uh, Goliath uh, Goomba, and yep. uh, I was playing uh, V V the swashbuckler rogue and you, being a swashbuckler rogue you know you run in you attack and then you dip you the, fuck the fuck out, out. and You're bonus action dashing every turn yeah just constantly moving right away from him so he's having to use his action to dash to try to keep up and catch up with me we get down and i'm looking at the time and i have to leave for work soon so i'm like shit yeah. all right well what hit points are you at we're just going to decide it off of hit points and he's like well i'm at f- like i think he said four no or one he was at one yeah and i was like uh okay. well because chunk was just like well let's because you were like i gotta get to work and chunk was like let's just finish it you go what are you left at chunk goes i'm at one 
And yeah. you said you were at 24? 25. 25. Yeah. And it was just like, it was his turn. He was like, all right, let's see. Uh, let's, let's see what get, I mean, he's a fighter. Do. Yeah. He and had he, had already, he had already used his action surge. Mm-hmm. So that was out of the question. But he had two attacks. He had the halberd. No, he, was he using chose. His, he was, no, he chose to use his halberd at the end. He was rolling d10s. And I was like, why didn't you use your d12s? I think that the gods still would have deemed that he wouldn't have won. Who knows? Who knows? I know some guys. Uh, uh, no, he uh, ends up doing twenty-one yep. points of damage, and I go to roll for the last two attacks. First attack, you miss, misses, right? And I'm just like, shit. Like, but then you have your offhand dagger attack. Yeah, because I and I haven't been using it because I've been using the bonus action to dash, and I'm like, yep. oh, this is this is it. If I hit him, I win. So free action to switch from your bow to your rapier dagger. Yeah, and then just rolled and I hit. And you and, hit, and, and that's that's one damage. Yeah, that's one and, damage you got to do. And you know, it was it was great. It, it was a fun time. It came down right to the wire, uh, and it was just an awesome battle. Yeah, it was it was seriously some three hundred shit. It was just some <laughs> some Marvel Cinematic Universe shit. It was it was great. It was I mean. When when Chunk brought it up to Ian, it was like, "Hey, let's keep going. What do you have? One point versus twenty four, mm-hmm. and still to have the gall to be like, I yeah, got this. I can do I this. I got this. He's a battle master. He had used his action surge. He had used all of his superiority die. He literally had two attacks to make this happen. Plus four to his strength. He could have made it happen. Yeah, it was. It, it was definitely could have happened. It was feasible." super feasible yeah and it didn't happen and that that was you know what the gods willed yeah and it was a very david versus goliath kind of fight which i posted on my instagram at pigpen the adult follow me yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh no but for real um amazing battle yeah amazing battle it was it was a fantastic time and like it just goes to show like you don't need to be playing your campaign every week to be having a fun time you can just play like a random battle encounter uh like and you know who knows maybe because i was talking uh with chunk the other day maybe right after we finish strahd maybe for a couple weeks i just build some encounters out and you guys just try out different characters until we you find ones that you want to be play super sick then i get to play sybil and i get to play gizzard a little bit and yeah i get and to see play, what you actually um, want to play fucking uh, uh sophie yeah you know which i don't even think you know who sophie is probably not um you have too many characters so i have too many voices <laughs> in my head uh i think that brings us to our smoke break yes that is correct so hunter what are we smoking today cherry dosi dose what's up guys we are smoking cherry dosi dose today from Ta- uh, tahoe hydro um blue merino had an amazing sell this week uh it sorry it's already over guys but this past tuesday i got 10 fucking grand pre-rolls for 60 dollars out the door it was 64 dollars what an amazing sale uh cherry dosi dough pie uh no cherry dosi dough is cherry pie and dosi dough dosi dough is a high sativa strain uh at least to my knowledge cherry pie is a pretty strong hybrid leaning more towards the indica um amazing flavors on it um not too much caryophylline uh not too high on the limonene either it it's just kind of just straight up that dank flavor without too much of the pine or anything else like that um listen i'm rambling i'm stoned yeah. cherry dosy dough there you go. It's pretty great. It's got a pretty uh, fruity, sweet smell to it. And yeah. uh, it's super calming. Like uh, for a sativa, exactly. it's not like crazy, super nuts up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice and relaxing. Uh, it's uh, it's great. Uh, no, it, it's just a super solid hybrid, you know? Yeah. So I've actually, I've managed to pull up the terpene profile here. Oh, um, lay it on me. Uh, I'm horrible at these names, so I'm just going to let you read them. All right, one second, guys. A little bit more knowledgeable on how to pronounce those fucking crazy words. So we got beta, beta, oh, wow, uh, the caryophylline, beta caryophylline, um, that were raining in right about at 0.1%, which is pretty high. Oh, the humulene, though, I feel like, you know, I, I kind of do feel like this, uh, this specific uh, crop has a little bit more of the humulene in. Humulene is uh, one of those terps that lends itself into like the umami flavor, but 
also just straight earthy. It's not that spice. It's not that fruit. Uh, but it is coming up around at the end of the limonene at um, 0.05 of a percent, at least according to Hytiva, who's our sponsor for today. No, we don't. We don't have sponsors. <laughs> we're not. We're not that fancy yet. Um, so, oh, oh, uh, no. Actually, looking at this right now. Oh, I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, no. Dosi dough is actually more of a an indicant indica. Uh, dominant uh strain so come on man you, you got like you got like one job you, you talk about the pot i got i got one <laughs> i got one job and that's to be super fucking stone uh and i am succeeding uh <laughs> no this is this is definitely uh no yeah um that this actually makes a lot more sense as to where my headspace is right now yeah but yeah no and then that cherry pie just being a hybrid it's a. Uh, you know, feeling feeling loosey goosey. It's nice. Yeah. Um. It makes me honestly. It makes me want to listen to like some Tool. Oh, speaking of Tool, uh, for all you uh, progressive metalheads out there, uh, Tool released two new tracks this week at Rockville, uh, Invincible and Descending, and both of them are phenomenal. Each time I listen to one or the other, I think it's my new favorite Tool song. Uh, and it keeps like it, they're both just amazing. Uh, the only uh, recordings of it right now are uh, unfortunately cell phone video recordings, but these happen. These are like the best quality cell phone recordings I've ever heard. It's bonkers. Like it, like you can't hear everything perfectly, but you can. You get the vibe of the song. You can. It. It's all there. It's just it, it doesn't like grabble out or distort out or anything. It. It's a pretty pretty decent quality recording for a cell phone. Well, and I think it's also nuts because even though we were sitting in my living room when you showed me those tracks. Yeah, on my cell phone, not even on like a You nice were system. showing it to me on your cell phone when we had the soundbar yeah, right we, behind yeah, from I, LG, who is our next sponsor. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 um, no, seriously, like Tool, guys, they're fucking back. New Tool, man. 12 years. 12, 13 Super years. Fucking it's, it's stoked. been a long time. Super fucking stoked. Yeah. Uh, but in more local music stuff. Yeah, local news here in Rima Sriracha. Um, a band that if you are local and you are listening to this podcast, you'll know Vatican City Fight Club. Pretty sure that they're uh, recording some new ish right now. And uh, I'm super stoked on it. I've been seeing it on Instagram. Um, and. Uh, you know, if you like the math rock, if you like the jazz scene, if you just like shit that's weird, you know, and different, uh, you're, you're definitely going to be wanting to listen to this upcoming tracks. Uh, yeah, Vatican City Fight Club, guys. Tool. It's happening. Yeah, man. And, uh, it's great. Super stoked. So uh, that's the end of our, uh, our smoke break section of the show. Uh, yeah, brought to you by Cherry Dosi Doe via Tahoe Hydro... Uh, farms yeah it's uh it's a real good smoke if if you got the opportunity i definitely would give it an, a nice long toke now this isn't a snapper weed i'd say this is more of a no this hang is... out smoke it with a good friend yeah. and uh, enjoy your day kind of pot like we're doing right now nope. uh anyway so moving on we're gonna go ahead and talk about uh the two streams that we're kind of keeping up with religiously at this point uh so uh let's go ahead and talk about dimension 20 first we talked about critical role enough but uh, let's talk about this episode of dimension 20 so dimension 20 so excited for this episode so i started listening to it a couple days or so it releases on tuesdays i was very mis uh informed by myself that thinking that it came out on mondays as well but uh because i think the last campaign did but i had only watched a little bit of it just before I had started my day today on the Wednesday and um, trying to watch it slash listen to it during my treks to Virginia City today. Um, I was just so enthralled. I'm just so glad that those roads are so like wide and open. You know, it was it was perfect because yeah. I could drive easily, but also just fully be encapsulated by that show. Um, but it continues to go into its um, vein of the Lord of the Rings mythos. Yeah, um, hardcore. In the, in the, well, I also feel like it's a Marvel what ifs comic, right? Uh, yeah, it's like, almost. What if yeah. the villains actually won? Right. You know, because like, and they just they end up like decimating the like, Pack Wraith has crew. a name, and his name is Leland. <laughs> you know, like like shit like that. Like that's 
that's great i love yeah. that you know um and uh the the amazing thing about uh d20 episodes is that they do one episode of lore and then they do an episode of combat this episode was the second episode therefore it was the episode of combat and god damn if if you haven't seen brennan lee mulligan run a combat yet oh it's it, it is great. you gotta watch because this guy gives so much player agency and he gives so he, he yeah can like i do run- this matt mercer goes well you're certainly able to try yeah brennan lee mulligan goes fuck yeah let's do it yeah and i love that but i also love matt's play uh way of playing it which is amazing to see the, the two of them together exactly and playing just having these different styles one thing i really appreciated with uh brendan was the uh he would allow them to like retroactively use their action for something like oh uh, absolutely like when because he, once you summoned, realize when he like summoned the lava mong he was like you know what yeah I'll, I'll let you go ahead and use like that wisdom check for the animal friendship spell yeah sure why yep. not like and like the minute that Mike brought that up, I was like, Brennan's going to give this to him just because it's it, Brennan uh, above everything in the entire game. His number one rule, his number zero rule, rule of cool. Yeah. Brennan only goes for the rule of cool. And I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, because while, you know, honestly, that's not something I'd want to play in weekly for years. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it depends on not how for you. Ye- am- not for years. Yeah. Maybe not for years. For a show, oh yeah, absolutely. For five for five months, mm-hmm. for four months, I would totally play that that campaign just because I want to feel super cool. Yeah, they're at fourteenth level. Mm-hmm. I mean, who gets to who gets to play at fourteenth level? Ian, <laughs> <laughs> idiots who run games at fourteenth level or very experienced DMs and players. So on a scale of Hunter to Brendan Lee Mulligan, <laughs> um. No, yeah. Um, so I, it's like super cool to see him just to be like, yeah, you know, like because Maggie, mm-hmm. she's. I think that's who you're talking about right now. Like a lot of her turns were retroactively. No, that was chosen. Um, well, that was Mike Trap. Yeah, that, that one that you just brought up. Um, but like a lot of stuff was also Maggie the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. But that's her first time ever playing. Yeah, and she's playing at fourteenth level. Yeah, no. So like it's and that that just goes to show at like, least you know, to my knowledge i'm assuming that reka shankar has not played before this game yeah well i mean that's you know that's him being an awesome dm being like yeah go for it fuck it why yeah. not like what's the worst that could happen you you beat my like my the people here you're kind of supposed to and like, he and they did yeah they brought down aragorn and uh agent smith <laughs> um again guys not a lord of the rings person uh i i'm going to be giving you my voodoo information yeah no i'm, I'm gonna uh, learn the names eventually but so uh and you're gonna so realize Ar- how fucking wrong you've been this so Ar- entire time aragorn right <laughs> yeah and what's uh, eldron elrond elrond yes there we go asian smith lawrence fishburne is gonna come out of the woodworks Keanu oh, Reeves is gonna God. go whoa it's gonna happen guys it's gonna happen <laughs> um but yeah no um it's it's i i fucking loved this episode of dimension 20 well Um, having never watched one of his combats before like his map was just yo beautiful the minis yeah the minis were so cool the very first season that's so that's why i mentioned to you before i was like we were talking about um the certain goblin voice that matt does in his game versus brennan did in his game this was off camera or off uh stream but uh I'm pretty sure that this was recorded about six months ago mm-hmm. because they submit the ideas of what they want for this show. And then Hero Forge custom builds the majority of their sets. That's awesome. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like having the uh the platforms being able to be lifted off and like having yep. the, and being yep. like the lava mo- controlling that lava mong and it being like, yeah, just lift them off of that shit and dump so, them into the lava that was so fucking cool. right like so i wasn't sure if you were watching during this point but i was driving i know for sure yeah um but uh uh sock bar sock bar uh mike traps character yeah yeah uh was writing jeremy mm-hmm. um did he have i don't know if you're watching did he have a miniature that was writing jeremy yeah 
fuck i would okay i gotta go back and see that miniature because like that's what happened in the first season with this one halfling that mm-hmm. was riding a ghost motorcycle yeah so fucking awesome yeah no it's like uh jeremy's large enough that, that he can set him right on top like his uh mic trap actually goes to move and uh brendan reminds him like hey you know you can hop on top of jeremy and have him move and use his action right, to right, dash right. so that you can get in there and still have your full turn yeah so i remember hearing that i just like i couldn't look at my phone because yeah well because you, you know i'm driving safe yeah you know (laughs) i'd much rather you be paying attention to the road than uh, a video on your phone yeah but uh but i definitely got to go back and see that because like that's the things that like hero forge supplies them yeah it's just so awesome to see this and then there's the amazing artwork that Mm. other artists um that they commission yeah uh, that show the scene and uh set the scene yeah well and then like it it was cool because like uh when the lava monk he would go to like see if the lava monk because they wanted to attack the the gandalf type figure i forget the beige right Uh, i think it's like cash it's like kesha or something like that it's It's really close to that yeah uh but he goes and uh because and i know you didn't probably see this because you were driving and listening to it but uh when he says no that can't hit it's because he actually took the mini's arm and reached it out to see if it could reach that far <gasps> no way yeah hell yeah yeah that's that's, that's how he that's determined sick. the reach like, that's sick yeah like that was fucking awesome i was yeah. like wait what that's what? that is fucking great so one thing i was and he's like back... and he's like it's immobile because you're only seeing like 20 percent like and if you didn't see that lava mong mini I did. It, I did. It, I, it, I do remember he, seeing that. Like, so he's like, you're only seeing like 20% of the creature. The rest of it is underneath the lava. So like you're yeah. thinking, he's like, it's a mobile, so it's not going to be able to move. But like, that's super cool to like actually use the mini itself. Uh, and you know, there's not many situations where you're going to be able to do that. And this this show being one of those where like they're having these things custom made and he yes. can afford to, do, like they can afford to have that kind of special effect in there. It's super Because that's kind awesome. of thing is that BLM doesn't really um use layer action so much as he uses the layer itself it, yeah it is a layer action but like you get to see him interact like him lifting the bridge mm. him moving the lava maw like all this other stuff those are his layer actions as opposed to this pool expands this stalactite yeah. falls you know like whichever yeah well and just like the production value and like i i really enjoy the after effects stuff that they put in so like they can yeah. like recreate how it looks like when uh lilith uh pulled like the people off using her webs they actually like had a clip of like webs attaching yep. to them and yep. yanking them off yep. like i love that. super cool like yep like you know and the, and the best part is that it's not scripted yeah i mean and then they just go back in and like add those things in in the after like yep. that i didn't know that that's the kind of stuff i needed from this and that that's probably why it, it's that's like, that's why i love it so yeah. much and, like it, and I, it adds a level it, of, it, it adds this level of production that's like super nice to see i don't need to see it for everything but having it there and having that experience is super awesome it's the description that mercer gives but actually seeing it yeah right uh speaking, speaking of, of mercer yeah uh, <laughs> this was uh what 61 61 Six, um, something like I that i do not remember what the episode's called definitely has a name at this point yeah but 61 the episode spoilers where yeah. ford loses his powers yeah i that think was that's kind fucking... of the main theme of this episode yeah like i mean that was pretty nuts uh coming like ford waking up and like after having this another dream from Ukatoa where it's like punishment after and like a uh, lot of other people Jester had a dream yeah clay had a dream you know mm-hmm. like um uh i wouldn't say that Caleb had any type of dream but he definitely no. started getting closer to the ideas getting into more of the uh knowledge mm-hmm. of the uh what what's it called the the time magic uh that he's dunamancy. In, dunamancy there yeah. we go um, he, he's trying to get interested getting in. getting a slightly more access to um wakas is that her name yeah the yeah, uh the the the, the, wit, the uh, orc wizard yeah um you know getting more access to her libraries Those like, new that staff of withering is gonna be fucking dope so is that the same staff that we got that broke no wither splint it wasn't that also called withering though no that was the Golthias staff Golthias. Yeah. There we go. With Staff of Withering is very different. It allows you to like siphon health and stuff. It's it's awesome. 
But didn't the Goliath staff also do that? I don't remember. I think it did. It, it might have been a, like a very similar type, but it was it was more tied to those uh, the blights than anything else. Right. That right. was that was its big deal. Um, but, but yeah, no, an amazing episode where a lot of people had a lot of lore drops, mm-hmm. but the biggest one was, uh, Ford, Travis Willingham, uh, his character. And he woke up in a sweat after a terrible nightmare Yeah, and his sword, which he's a hex blade was, was just out. sitting next to him. Like, yeah, not in its pocket dimension, which like... here's a very interesting point because Matt kept saying Falchion, mm-hmm. Travis kept saying Falchion. It's always been the falchion. It, it, it has combined no. with other swords, but it has still always been the falchion. It is oh, the summer's so dance the su- falchion. Summer's like, dance falchion. Yes. Oh, I thought yes. it. I thought it changed. No, 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 no. It is oh. it, because it absorbs the uh, the properties of that other sword. Gotcha. But it, they have still been calling it like the summer's dance falchion. Gotcha. Because yeah. I I thought it was the opposite. No, way. no, no, no. Yeah, because I was almost like, wait a minute, is Molly's blade gone? No. And I thought that that was going to turn play its own well, self. That, Ford asked, like, is the, is the eye still in it? Is the, it looked exactly the same. It looked exactly it the same, therefore it's in, the same. It just wasn't in its pocket dimension. Right. Like it should be. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, no, that was uh. so. And then him just, like, going, freaking out, running outside, like, trying to, like, cast his spells and nothing's happening. And then, like, he like breaks down and he goes and talks to the blacksmith Worsh and gets some like life advice. And after who is that, also a half work, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and after that, he uh, ends up with his powers back. And I think that's because Ukatoa is like pushing him along, like find out, discover who you are, be this person, but like, Hey, stop fucking around and come wake my ass up. Like, if you don't do that, I'm going to take your fucking powers away from you. Well, I was almost thinking that, um, Worsh probably doesn't have any type of, um, I'm doing air quotes, guys. Player class, uh, you know, they're they're just a blacksmith, you know. But yeah. maybe at some point, like Travis slash Ford was like, I had a lot of fun with Warlock. This isn't what I want to do anymore, but I still want to play this character. I feel like if you were to run any class, Warlock is the one that you could completely change off of because it's a pact. I don't see you. You keep getting that vibe from Travis that he doesn't want to play a warlock. I don't get that at all. I I've just gotten it from a couple episodes of talks and like you know I you guys who are listening you know I'm a big speculation person. Ian's not so much, and that's fine because uh, that's how we work. He freaked the fuck out when he lost his spells. I know. Um, I, and he is he very much likes playing forward. I don't think because well th- that's th- the thing. Point, I don't. It's not he would. You multi-class at this point. Like, you don't just stop being what you are. And, like, unless he's going to go back to being a level one nothing. Like... Right. And that's and that was actually a big thing of what I was thinking of is, like, how is Mac going to rule this? Because everyone wants to have fun, but at a certain point, you know, you need to... You need to have rules and you need to have guidelines. Uh, the, the, the main thing I'm getting at is that uh, if... If Ford were to start multi-classing, but didn't decide to go and get that third orb, would the pack still be content? Would be no, considered he would, honored? No, he would lose all of his powers. Exactly, and he'd go back to being level one of what other class he multi-classed in. Right, and like so, it's like, um, at least that's how I would do it because the, this is a standard like kind of plot line when you have a warlock who isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing for their patron. Absolutely. Because like, Which that's what you're supposed to do. You you agreed to get this magic to do things. Like, granted, you know, it was a shady kind of deal and it was a life or death kind of situation, but you made this promise. You were you're gonna do what I tell you to do, or you lose access to your powers. Absolutely. And that's like what I'm really excited to see. Yeah. Because I wanna see because I mean like I, I don't I all, think he will I don't think Travis will make the choice to lose all of his power. I don't think Travis will, so I'm excited to see what Ford does with well, the puppet master. Do you know what I'm saying? We like, also got to see a bit more of uh I like to call him English Ford. 
Uh, right. Yeah, yeah that was, happened for like, a couple uh, seconds. It was more than a couple seconds. He was talking. It was like for like a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like that's the longest he's talked in that other voice, just like freaking out about his powers. I'm so curious as to like who. Yeah, Ford no, he's not. He's is. not Ford. He's Channel. Yeah, like. Wait, did you get my joke? No, English Channel uh, or like yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I want to know who Ford actually is. Because no, I know. I think I know. he's been lying this entire time to everyone. He's his name probably isn't even Ford. See, okay, exactly, and that's that's everything that I've kind of been building onto. But I don't think that certain things are going to happen, right? Like, because if we're going with like base rule games. You gotta, you want to keep a balance. You don't want to give anyone any upper hands. But I, I think if it's going to be any show, it's going to be Critical Role, where Matt and uh, Travis have a long-standing thing where it's like, again, huge speculation, guys. And a lot of this, a lot of this is coming from a character that I myself have built that I wanted to happen in the same manner. And I totally feel like Professor Chaos and that little redhead kid where Simpsons did it, Critical Role did it. But having a huge thing, having a huge warlock pact, maybe finally going for that third orb, all speculation, right? Or not going for that third orb. Either way, putting a final stand to Ukutoa and then becoming a paladin and becoming like righteous at the end of it. That's 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 what like I think I don't that's No, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's something that I wanted to do with my own character and then like seeing how Travis has talked. And then I think like one of the smallest things that I've been able to lean into it from is because they're both charisma based. So, yeah, you know, the like, only thing that I would say is that he has no religious leaning whatsoever. He doesn't no. talk good about religions. No, or talk not, bad not about at all. Them. Not at all. He is not a religious person in this game. Like that we know Ford, but what if English Ford is not Ford, but has a different name and is someone that we've been, because Ford has a very high deception. What if he's been deceiving us all along? Yeah. That, I mean, those are things that I, I like to think about. Uh, no one else has to think about them the same way, and that's totally fine. But those are the things that I like because I think they are fun. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely things are a-changing. Yeah. Things are definitely, I mean, we're, we're I, I'm not saying we're nearing level 10, we're probably still I mean, a they, month, they, they, a month away. They got to level nine not too long ago. A so. month at least. Yeah, at the very, very least. Yeah, at the least. Um, but they, uh, what's also cool is we're going to finally get some downtime with these guys, and that's what uh, I'm. Su- they just they got a, a fucking house, like, it, it, and like they got a house in the dynasty, and like yeah. again, going back to episode fifty nine perspective, like it's like, oh man, like their homestead is in the dynasty. Their current current homestead, homestead yeah. is in the dynasty. Like, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. We'll see what ends up happening. Uh, I am this. It gets it keeps just gets getting better and better, especially with the the storylines this time. Uh, especially like with Travis, like like actually having this. Like, I mean, not to say that his backstory wasn't in depth last time, but it was essentially like I got the shit beat out of me for protecting somebody else that my herd wanted to kill. And now I want revenge. That that right. was the long and short of it. This right. is like some crazy, weird, convoluted shit. Like, Absolutely. I'm I'm super into it. No, yeah, he, and- like you know, like he didn't break that fucking like illusory stand in front of anyone. The only person who has heard his voice be different is Caleb, and that's because Ford wasn't paying attention to yep. uh, Frumpkin yes. being in the room, right? Like, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's definitely. And Caleb's kept avenue. his fucking mouth shut about it too. Yep. Which I mean, that's that's fucking Liam, right? You mm, know, like that's he's gonna like, wait until it benefits him. Yep. And and I love that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, one of the uh, the my characters in this upcoming one shot I'm gonna do for them, not this Sunday, but uh, uh yeah, HB and uh, the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them wants to be a rogue now instead of the cleric. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me. Uh, and they like I. Your character stats are all the way over there um, in the in the room, but yeah, they have very high uh, intellect, mental yeah. stats, you know. And it's just like this is totally like Vax, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, yeah, I got a high deck, so I can hit and I can sneak, but I'm not strong, 
Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of health. I'm just kind of smart. But I'm really smart, yeah. really wise. I'm pretty charming. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I love that. Yeah. You know? And I and I definitely view that. I view Ford as the new Vax. In a, <laughs> in a very small sense. In a very small sense. You know, of there's something more to the character. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's a pretty good place to close for today. Yeah. Uh, this has been uh, Dungeons and Doobies. Um, I've been Ian. And I've been Hunter. Uh, you can get a, in contact with us uh, to get, give us suggestions for the show, uh, topics you want to hear us talk about, or to just tell us that, you know, we are horrible at what we do and you never want to hear us again at dungeons.doobies at gmail.com. Uh, we also now have an Instagram page, which is also at dungeons.doobies. Uh, we're on Facebook now as uh if you want to come in and contact us there, uh, that is Dungeons and Doobies. I think you just have to look for that. It's with the ampersand looking on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, uh, be good to one another. We love you all out there and, uh, keep smoking everybody. Bye. Dungeons and Doobies.